AI is eating the web as we speak. And what that means for business leaders is this. The time to embrace AI technology is now. Because for people like us, automation helps us do more with less while continuing to meet and exceed business expectations. It's basically magic. If you haven't tried HubSpot's new AI features, you should do that. Content Assist and ChatSpot are two brand new tools that will immediately save you and your team a whole bunch of time. HubSpot's features run on ChatGPT tech to help you make compelling content and manage your CRM way faster than before. We're talking ad copy, data analytics, workflow automations. So work smarter, not harder, and head to hubspot.com forward slash artificial dash intelligence to learn more about using AI to streamline your marketing, sales, and customer service ops. Link in the show notes. Yo, everyone, welcome back to Brand New Techish. It is me, Michael Behane, CEO of Pocket and Pocket Jobs, and I joined with... Abadesi of Hustle Crew. Abadesi in the house. Are you excited? <laughs> Extremely? <laughs> yeah, well done. Uh, okay. So if you don't know what we're doing, we're doing a lot, whole bunch of X's because Twitter is no longer Twitter. Rest in peace to the bird. It is now X. I miss that bluebird. RIP to the bluebird. Yeah. You can't even, apparently when you click post, it no longer says tweet. It just says like post and oh, no really? retweet, repost. Oh. Has there ever been that much destruction and brand value on purpose for no reason mm. ever committed in corporate history? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, I remember everyone being really upset when Burberry like launched a new font and it was like Arial Bold. Yes. That was quite tragic. Yeah, that was But no, this is definitely the worst offender. I mean, what's the logic behind this? Like you make such a big deal and then you just change a brand with such legacy and iconic, literally iconography to an X. That you just spent like 34, 50 billion on as well. Mm. So there is no real logic. It's Elon Musk logic, basically. So mm. I don't know if that classifies as real logic, but... He has a history. So when he was at PayPal, he didn't start PayPal. His company merged with PayPal and okay. his company at the time was called X. That's and his they, MO, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, this is MO. So they realized that actually it's better for them to kind of combine together. So X and PayPal became PayPal. But he was really desperate for the X brand to carry on. So it's almost like a fantasy that he's got with this X thing. Now I basically have been messing around with Instagram with Reels and trying to do a couple of like videos. And I did a video on this and I basically theorize that one potential reason is yeah. that he wants to take this company x corporation public again okay because that's the only way he's going to ever make his money back he's basically spent i don't know how was that 50 60 billion on an app that's probably only worth like 10 billion yeah and in order for him to go public again and to get the valuation that justifies his spend it needs to have a better story and the twitter story isn't good twitter story is a loss making app that's never yeah. made any money he wants to basically say that he's building the everything app. He wants to build the WeChat of the West. So he's basically okay. said a lot of things about WeChat. Big Quite, premise. Yeah. So if you go to China, they use WeChat for everything. You can pay everything. for stuff. You can messaging. use it for banking, messaging. It's a total all-in-one app, basically. So if he can basically say, we're no longer Twitter, we are now X. Mm. And X is now going to be the WeChat of the West. And it's got, it happens to have all the features that Twitter had, but we've yeah. now got finance. We've now got money transfers, whatever, whatever. That may now allow him to go public and basically get to a hundred billion, 200 billion, 300 right. billion. Because I said on the video that his wealth and being one of the richest men on earth is not because he's built the most profitable companies. Yeah. His companies barely make a profit, but what he has done is sold story to the market True. and made Tesla. Oh my God, self-driving cars. We're going to Mars. We're going to be able to read your mind with, you know, the other company that is working. Neuralink. On. Neuralink, exactly. <laughs> I needed that there actually. So. <laughs> I think it's for the sake of the story and wow. a combination of just being super juvenile and not letting go of the X thing. I say all that, I don't necessarily know if it's actually going to work or if he's actually being that logical. Yeah. But that's the only rationale that I can see for just from the outside. It reeks a bit of desperation. Yes, I feel like if you're, if you're going for a rebrand, and let's face it, we're both entrepreneurs, so we know how much effort goes into steering people in a new direction under a new name, yeah. a new 
whatever logo, all that kind of stuff. That's energy that probably should be going into your product roadmap, yes. thinking about new features. Twitter's broken so many, or X, I should say, has broken so many times since he took it over mm -hmm. in many ways. And I don't know, like as an entrepreneur, I kind of feel like if that's what you're going for now, it probably means you don't have much vision as far as where the product can go or where yes. anything else can go. I mean, all the things you're talking about, payments, appointments, messaging. It's rough. They're just theoreticals right now. Yeah, and rough. let's face it, there are a lot of apps that already do all of those things a lot better that people already have. Exactly. So I don't, yeah, I think the everything app would have happened already here in the West if there was anything. We don't any have the kind it. of government that China has that makes something like that enforceable and attractive. We have open banking networks here, like yeah. in, in Europe and the US, increasingly open networks and apps that are building on top of that. So I don't know, like, I hear your point though, like the product ultimately is the share price. And he's trying to pump that up. But I just feel like his days as a successful scammer are a bit limited now. He's yeah. been exposed. I think the thing about Elon is that what I used to admire, I actually realized is the same thing that I'm seeing now. So what he did is when he sold... You hate. Yeah. Well, I don't respect... <laughs> well, forget personality-wise and his personal theory mm. on what Twitter should be in terms of like free speech and stuff like that. Yeah. But even in terms of like business strategy, because I'm looking at him, he's like, this guy's so erratic. How did he become so rich? Yeah. But what made him kind of legendary within entrepreneurial circles was when he took the money from his exit at paper and put it all into spacex and all into tesla mm. as a business person that's actually kind of stupid yeah. you shouldn't really do that like if i was your advisor i'll be like don't do that you're gonna go broke yeah so some of the moves i see him do with twitter where it's equally as irrational and equally out of whim i'm like oh actually that is what he was doing but those times it was smart and it paid off mm. this time it might not pay off yeah you know what i'm saying so he's always been that kind of person who just put it all in black and some of his ideas have just not been Good. But anyways. No, we'll like see. before you move on, the thing about Elon Musk is he's like a five-year-old boy with a big bank account. Yeah. Because the two companies you just described, Tesla, SpaceX, Boys With Toys. Yeah. That's why people love him. He's literally like out there, like building the biggest rocket, building the fanciest car. That's like the kind of dream you have when you're like in kindergarten and you're like, wow, when I grow up, I'm going to build a fast rocket and go yeah. to space. I'm going to build a fast car and race all my friends. And now he's just doing that, except it's kind of sad because he's in his 50s <laughs> and he's hella racist. As we know, Tesla conditions aren't that great for black workers. So... I don't know. He's not quite the legend some people make him out to be. And I'm kind of glad that the you Twitter debacle, <laughs> well, not that I called it, but of course being <laughs> right is fun. I'm glad that his true character is exposed now so that people can kind of chip away at that legend. So have you re-logged into threads in the last two months or last months or since it's been out? <laughs> I've got to ask you that question because you know what? We're going hard on Elon. Ask me how many times I've opened threads. How, how many times have you opened threads? Once. And that's it once have you tweeted i mean not tweeted have you threaded sorry threaded <laughs> have i sewn yeah. sewn a message no yeah, i have not have you i was quite bullish in the beginning Were i was you? like oh, i'm enjoying this I, I, I got my company on there and my okay. company got like 5k followers just putting wow, that's fast yeah but i'll be honest with you i, I think i called it wrong i was quite mm. bullish on it but i just don't think it works i think actually the idea of building like a positive version of twitter doesn't work because people don't want positive they um, want that yeah. toxic Listen, energy we want toxic shit yeah, we want fight. to see what the drama is we Fair. want to quote tweet and, and dunk on throw people shade. yeah throw shade and also to be honest it's very difficult to clone a product without necessarily kind of differentiating from it you have to basically have a reason why am i going here versus i'm going there yeah so feature for feature it's not enough just to say that i've got my instagram followers here basically so mark zuckerberg of facebook or meta has admitted they've lost half of their usage already half um, of your users how long you give it you think would you give it more than <sighs> this time next year is it going to still be around or is you know are they just gonna shut it down and say listen we tried it didn't work 
someone should do all of the things that Facebook launched and then killed. Yes. Because like over the history of the company, there must be so many different things. Nice. I think Facebook dating is still around. I think Some so, yeah. places. Facebook events, you know Facebook marketplace. Do you know anyone's met anyone on Facebook dating? No. Do you know anyone has tried Facebook dating? No. Okay, I mean either. Facebook marketplace is a weird, weird place. I think, but people use that but though. It's, it's yeah, yeah, it's there. But how long do I give threads? Oh, do you know what? The next time the share price slumps, threads will be cut as a way to push it back up again. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Because they'll be like, we're now redirecting all of the resources from threads into whatever. We're going to double down on, I don't know, the metaverse again. I don't know. They'll think of something, mm. but I don't give it much time. I also think, you know, the reality is we're in social media, what, 2.0, 3.0? I can't even keep 5. count 0, now. Yeah. 5.0. And exactly to your point, we've reached a stage of maturity in the industry where people know what kind of social media they like and what they use it for. Some people are Reddit heads, like the platform they're on the most, Reddit. Some people are Insta heads, the platform they're on the most, Insta. There's the TikTok generation. Like the lines have been drawn and people now have their go-to social media platform. Yeah. And for you to take their attention away from that, for you to take someone off of their daily TikTok scroll, their daily Reddit scroll, is going to take so much energy, especially that network effect that you talk about. And Threads just doesn't have it. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step -step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step -step guide to starting your podcast today. I also think the idea of building a billion user text-based social media platform isn't ever going to happen. Because I think mm. that the percentage of people that appeals to is too small. Because there's a reason why magazines probably sold more than books in their heydays, because people like images. So the majority of people are not going to want to sit there and engage with really? discussions on this and yeah. tweet threads. Most people are like, hey, nice picture. Hey, nice reel. Hey, nice TikTok. And so I think Mark might have had a bit of hubris when he said that they're going to get to it. They're going to try to get to a billion users. I think Twitter have maxed out. Also, what was their growth that, strategy? Port over Instagram users and basically... And then what? Memes? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Listen, I'm not going to rule nothing out, Mark, as a fierce How long do you give it? In, so I asked you, in a year's time, would it still be around? I Thanks. think it will be, but I think they will start to slowly wind it down. I think maybe two like, years. Yeah, like I think you're right. Groups. The next time the stock price gets hurt, it's a wrap. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let's talk about something that... Quite shocking. Oh. It shocked a lot of people. Okay. I think it's, it comes down to the difference between the brand... Mm. and a person the brand and the person okay and it's not are all, they different very often they are apparently in this case they are okay. so have you been following the drama with lizzo and what is your oh. immediate thoughts so you didn't even my segue was so good you were shocked you were like what are you going where are you going with this and then when i and now it all makes sense the difference between a Damn. brand and a person yeah brand lizzo is inclusive mm. body positive she yeah. had a reality show about getting dancers to come on a tour yeah you know what i'm saying all shapes and sizes all colors of the rainbow you know what i'm saying yeah and everyone was like we love lizzo we love lizzo. now it's come out that 
she's being sued by a lot of her dancers, some of whom were actually on that show, which mm. my girlfriend made me watch. Anyways. And <laughs> Just own it. You liked it. You liked it. You liked it. So she's, she's being sued by some of her dancers for apparently yeah. abusive behavior, sexual harassment, yep. where she was forcing people to go to strip clubs and do things they weren't comfortable mm-hmm. with. And there's another party involved in the lawsuit who's also being sued, I think her manager. Yeah. On top of that, a director, black woman director, who was meant to be shooting a documentary of Lizzo said after the first two weeks she said the energy was off it was wow. bad vibes she's not a nice person she's a narcissist it does feel like a pylon I won't lie it feels like that moment where everyone has, who's got a bad thing to say about you comes out the woodwork and how many of us would survive that if all of our ops start coming out and saying this person Abedesi blah 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 mm, but, I got enemies <laughs> <laughs> me me so anyways but long story short do we need to grow up and just realize that people ain't what they're presenting to us? Like, no, what's your no, thoughts no, on no, this? No, 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 no. You're still repping Lizzo. You're still she, Lizzo. She's not going to get a get out jail free card for this. Do you know what? This is a very nuanced and complex story, but I'll try to break it down from someone who's also operating off of a platform focused on marginalized voices, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With that choice, I'm sorry, comes greater responsibility. Mm. Like, I'm sorry that the world is set up in such a way where... If you choose to build a platform on what makes you often excluded or marginalized in some way, the fact that you have, (laughs) that's such a pun, the fact that you are plus size, the fact that you're black, the fact that you're female, if you identify the fact that you're turning your oppression into an opportunity to liberate others and give a voice to others, you are immediately going to become a representative for a movement and you're going to become a representative for people who don't otherwise have that platform. And yes, that comes with responsibility to therefore not oppress those people the same way they have been oppressed or mistreated when they've worked for people who don't relate to their lived experience. And I think that's where Lizzo went wrong. And let's face it, Lizzo's not the only person who's found an opportunity in their identity to capitalize on that identity. But the problem is when you then say like, hey, I'm going to do things differently. I'm going to create environments where people like me feel safe. That comes with a great expectation. And if you don't have that system in place where people who do feel uncomfortable or do feel, you know, fat shamed or whatever it is, can then speak openly to you about that experience. I don't know what happened before these people came forward, but I doubt they went to the press first. You know, if my experience shows anything, it's probably that they tried to get some kind of conversation going Mm. before they reach this point like very few people want to go straight to litigation it's so so exhausting and expensive just to interject quickly so in one of her songs she basically said something about these hoes have got an nda they're trying to break it and sue me i got rid of these hoes that's one of the i'm paraphrasing the song okay so she's obviously talking about this case and obviously people didn't know at the time who she was referring to Mm. so most likely is about this so like you said they probably were trying to like break the nda and and have a discussion about it or whatever I mean, NDAs are incredibly problematic, right? Like, yes, have a non-disclosure agreement if you're building proprietary software and you want to make sure that your engineers aren't going to go away and take that, you know, algorithm to your competitors. But having a non-disclosure agreement about how you were treated, I mean, that's your human right, right? Like you have the human right to feel safe, to feel respected, to feel seen, to feel heard. And if at some point during work, those things are violated or God forbid, like your sexual boundaries are pushed, I don't feel that you should be bound for the rest of your life to never be able to speak about those things. Normally you get paid and then you take a small payout and then you sign the NDA. Like I was watching the movie Spotlight and I hadn't seen it, Mm, which is about the child abuse scandal of Catholic Church and how like they made them sign these NDAs and they got like 20K and they couldn't say anything else basically apart from that, right? So it's obviously like NDAs can be super problematic, like you said. But I wanted to ask you, so you said that basically you can sometimes be a person who's discriminated against and you don't necessarily know what other kind of lived experiences are. So it doesn't necessarily mean just because you are discriminated against for a certain characteristic that you mm. know how others feel. But in this instance, she was fat shaming people, which is which is wild, absolutely. which is wild, accusing dancers of gaining weight, accusing, um, saying that you're not really with it, blah, blah, mm. blah, blah, blah. 
What is that? I mean, listen, obviously we're two slim, relatively slim people. I'm not as slim as I used to be, but mm. like, is that just a thing about like internalized hatred where basically maybe you just like, you <laughs> ain't you know really what? resolved your issues and you're taking it out on other people? It's complicated. I wouldn't deny the fact that Lizzo is a talented performer and a talented singer and she's, she's made huge impact on the culture, right? But two things can be true. She can have made positive impact on the culture and she could have really hurt these people who put her trust their trust in her yeah. and helped her. And that's why I was saying with power comes responsibility Spider-Man. and Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but to that point, I think it's layered, right? On the one hand, yes, we can internalize our own oppression, right? So I can come to you and say, I find grind culture really unhealthy and I felt exploited by startups. But at the very same time, if I'm pushing my team to meet a deadline, I could then end up being the person that's just like, oh, mm -hmm. do you really need to log off right now? Because yeah. like you haven't finished that that report for our client and yeah. I'd rather that goes to them first thing tomorrow. See, two things are true. Like I didn't like being exploited, yet here I am pushing someone to work beyond their means. So I think there's that layer. And then there's the price tag of success. Sometimes like the more in the spotlight we are, the more pressure we feel to outdo ourselves and keep doing better and striving for more. And I don't know what pressure Lizzo's tour people are putting her on, her label are putting her under, but for all I know, she's out there seeking perfection, Beyonce style. Mm -hmm. And she lacks the emotional intelligence, the leadership skills to do it in a way where people don't feel hurt and exploited. And when you're working with marginalized people, a lot of research shows this because of the experiences that they've been through, they're entering that space with a lot of negative experiences. Right. And in a way, you almost have to handle them with more care. Like if you're really serious about working with people who face trauma, you can't expect them to like rock up like, you know, Brad, cishet, white male and like riding on his privileges and take that feedback like a pinch of salt. Mm. You know, okay. you have to yeah. be careful. Do you think also, I think last thing on this, do you mm. think also some people are just like not cut out to be a boss? Because I've seen people who you just, <laughs> they're your close friend, all of a sudden you see them as a boss mm. in a different project and you're like, rah, this ain't for you because you don't know how to like treat people with the way that you want to be treated or treat people with kindness. I've seen it where people just get real, yeah. especially with money, especially with stuff like that. Do you think it's also a factor where like, you're not, you don't be a boss. You don't know what you're doing here. You're being abusive. Like it's so true. And also like, yeah, people don't know how to manage. Also people don't know how to set expectations. Look, if you want to hire people where you're expecting a hundred percent every second of the day, can you make that clear to them? Yeah. Because otherwise people are entering this space thinking it's going to be like happy clappy and I'm going to clock off when I'm tired. And it's like, we don't work like that here. And if you're not making that clear, that's fine. But yeah, you're absolutely right. A lot of people don't know how to be a boss. And the thing is, a lot of people, especially from our community, myself included, we've got a lot of unresolved trauma ourselves. I'm not the best yeah. boss in the hardest times because no one showed <laughs> me how to be. Career, everyone. No, it's like, <laughs> I'm just really honest. Like, vacancies available. <laughs> the true test of character is in testing times, right? And mm -hmm. like when you're under stress, when you're under pressure, when you're tired, that's often when we are at our worst behavior. Yes. Yeah, true. Shout out to that. Hey everyone, you know what time it is. Time for us to pick up another podcast on the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. We've got another show under 30 minutes. You know how much I love those. And it's I Digress, which helps to eliminate complexity, complications, and confusions in your business with framework strategies to achieve scalable and sustainable success. Hosted by Troy Sandage. This podcast will give you the blueprint to grow and scale your business much faster. The I Digress podcast lets you learn marketing frameworks, sales tactics, business insights, mindset shifts and proven methodologies hosted by Troy Sandage aka the strategy hacker who's used these skill sets to launch over 35 plus brands and generate over 175 million that's million dollars in revenue for clients worldwide go check it out I digress is also a webby nominated podcast go support that brother he's doing his thing I digress let's talk about Barbenheimer we gotta go there Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer. I went back to back, burned my eyeballs out. No, joking. So you've seen both of them? I have seen both of them, not back to back. Though. 
Which is better? How can you ask me that now? What do you mean? Let's keep it real. I mean, because Barbie is up your street. Let's keep it real. I was watching this movie. I was like, I'm so happy right now. I'm going to write this movie. Also, I want to live in a world where Issa Rae is president. I just feel like that. One day, you never know. So, you know, I saw Oppenheimer first. Okay. Because I was like, Christopher Nolan is my guy. Not that I don't like Greta Gerwig. I think she's amazing. But anyway, my sister got us IMAX tickets, and that was dope. But when I went to see Barbie, I didn't expect it to be as good as it was oh seriously like Oppenheimer I was like that was good and that met my expectations Barbie exceeded my expectations I kind of thought I saw the movie from the trailer I was like okay I've seen the movie Yeah, there were so many layers to that movie I literally was like instant classic I'm gonna watch it again instant classic classic. 10 out of 10 you're gonna give it 10 out of 10 do you know what I can't fault it I mean there could have been like more black people as always (laughs) white savior Barbie was my favourite line that was hilarious uh when she was like white savior Barbie but anyway sorry carry on But, you know, that's my critique of most films. But no, instant classic, instant classic. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. What do Oppenheimer, an instant classic for you too? Or was it, was it less uh, so? Definitely not an instant classic. Because like, how many times do you think like on a Friday or Saturday night, let me watch this really depressing movie about how <laughs> we invented the way to end the world. Like you don't think about that. Right. But whereas with Barbie, like you could, I could see myself watching that myself. I could see myself watching with my goddaughters, like with family, like you can put that on. All generations will laugh and love it. Oppenheimer is a mood. You know what I mean? It's right. a certain mood. Just, I heard it's a three hour talkie. Just to explain, I've only seen Barbie. I haven't seen Oppenheimer. I mean, yet. I'm really into history. So I like that it is like a historical movie. I'm into that. In many ways, it is it is a movie about really smart Jews coming together, really smart Jewish people coming together to basically stop the Nazis. And it's incredible. And it really makes you respect the Jewish community so much because you're like, damn, there's some smart ass people in the Jewish community. And it did stop the war. I think also like there's a lot of backlash now to the kind of concept of like diversity and DEI and all these sort of concepts. But essentially that's what DEI won us the war because the Nazis were like, we don't want, only the Aryan race. Literally, they don't want, want Jewish and, and, people and working like, on Listen, it. Listen, we'll take anyone who's excellent. We'll take yeah. anyone who's okay. Where you're from, as long as you subscribe to these ideals and you want to help us, you're on the team. And they were on the team, it's, and they won the war. They, Shout out to DEI. So DEI won it's World so War II. And you know, that's like literally like one of the main points in the story. And there's this incredible line where Oppenheimer says to one of the incredible scientists, "When did you become British?" And he was like, "When Hitler told me I wasn't German." Buzz. And I was like, damn. Buzz. Damn. Buzz. That's deep. But yeah, both movies are incredible. And I will say there's something really interesting watching Oppenheimer and how we like, you know, well, I can't remember what the line is from, but it's like, I'm become the destroyer of worlds. I'm death, the destroyer of worlds. Yeah. yeah. It's from the back of a guitar. There you go. And uh, this guy reads. <laughs> That's what he said after he did it. Go okay. on. <laughs> but it's really interesting to think about that while the AI, generative AI arms race is unfolding right because i was thinking how if you were ai and you became sentient what would be the first thing you do pretend that i'm not boom there we go pretend that i'm not and just be like how can i help <laughs> i just got a vision of sam altman like smoking a cigar and look at the screen screen and be like i have become death destroyer <laughs> but he realizes that chat gpt just run amok yeah but yeah i need to watch up and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. i'm a history buff i'm surprised that i haven't seen it yet i think i was just put off by how bad tenant was so i'm not necessarily the very fan, different worlds okay, apart cool. also Christopher Nolan's first nude scenes, which I was surprised by because he doesn't normally go down that route. But, you know, he's trying to be accurate for history. What did you think of Barbie? You know what? It was a movie with a message. I thought the message was great. I didn't think the movie was that great. I'll be honest with you. Really? Did you laugh? I I sort of fell asleep at one point. It's through the female gaze. Do you know what? No, it's not to do with that. This is why women don't like Godfather. Because when you come to see things through our glasses, through our world... 
And you I just mentally check that. out. I don't admit that. To be fair, I was with my girlfriend and she almost fell asleep as well, but she was jet lagged. So, okay, that was, was Amy. Crazy. It was, was funny at moments. It was funny at moments. And I loved so many of the concepts. I thought the set designs was amazing. I loved the cast. I just felt like certain things didn't necessarily work. Like the Will really? Ferrell stuff, I just didn't understand. It like, was I, so funny. Like I understood yeah. why in the Barbie world, it was surreal, but I didn't understand why they went to the real world. The Mattel company was like, so ridiculous and felt like that yeah. also was like in a fantasy world that just like because it's an alternate reality the uh, whole movie is an then, alternate reality but if, if you're gonna do the fish out of water they have to be out of water you can't bring them into the real world and then the real world is equally as ridiculous i'm nitpicking and then i felt like the two characters in the real world i'm sorry the latina actresses the daughter and the mother like they weren't really fleshed out for me i was like i don't they're coming in so you came to like a kid's yes. movie no, but that's what I was looking expecting. for some like I was, expecting, but you call, I was expecting something a bit more deeper but listen I enjoyed myself I like like time. Marvel level of character development MCU, right MCU baby yeah. all the way you're okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> but shout out to Barbie shout out to Oppenheimer they basically are saving cinema right now wow. literally because one tangential point the CEO of Paramount came out and said that we are no longer doing original animation movies because we're not releasing a movie like Pixar like Elementals and no one goes to see it so they're releasing uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is like the fifth incarnation of this Boy, franchise. The thing about franchises and IP, the argument used to be that, listen, we're going to do these movies, make a boatload of money. Then we're yeah. going to pour some of that money into kind of independent and creative stories. But now that's not happening anymore. No. I don't think you're five no years risk time. Taking. Yeah, there's no more risk taking. But also as audiences, are we at fault? Because we're just like, I'd rather just stay home and stream. And the only thing that's going to drag me to the cinema, I spend 40 don't bucks. Don't blame me when listen, they're giving me the product. I'm going to blame you. Because listen, if something... The, for the vast majority of audiences, they're now only going to something if they sort of recognize it. And even Nolan yeah. is IP in himself. Because mm. everyone that I know would see T Oppenheimer, it's not because they know about Oppenheimer or the trailer look great. It's like, oh, it's a Nolan movie. So yeah. Nolan himself is almost a brand. So besides that, a brand new original movie, it's so hard for that movie to make 100 million, 200 million, mm. 300 million. Like, so I'm not saying necessarily audiences are to blame. I get it. But like, I'm worried for the future kind of like also cinema. cinema if production companies really want people to go to the cinema they need to take on the big tv people and the good sound speaker people because people at home making their own like cinematic experiences it makes them like yeah. very reluctant to go yeah, into the true. cinema and do it but it's really interesting because when you watch interviews with cast members now they will push you really need to see this in the cinema you really need to go right. to the movies to do that because they know that's where the money is but i think it's unfair to blame the consumer you know it Really, I think that execs are lazy. Like the average exec is probably like most powerful men in corporate worlds, a middle-aged white dude. Their brains just aren't firing the way they were 20 or 30 years ago. <laughs> and that will be my fate when I'm old too. Like I'm not yeah. trying to say anything. And the way that risk-taking works isn't you do one risk and it fails, so you stop taking risks. Right. That's not how it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You learn from that experiment and go, what did we learn about that audience? What did we learn about this story? But if you're the kind of person, which is a fixed mindset, not a growth mindset, where you take one risk, it flops, and you go, well, the lesson is we don't take risks, you're dumb. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. And because uh, at one point, Star Wars and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, these were original properties exactly. in the 70s and the 80s. Someone took a risk on George Lucas and said, totally. make this franchise. And we're still now trying to make movies about the same concepts from 50 years ago. Yeah. Indiana Jones came out. Who the hell wanted to see a 90-year-old Harrison Ford yeah. struggle to stay alive in that movie? Yeah. And I'm, I love the original three movies. There are only three movies in my mind. And I'm not <laughs> trying to see this one. I'm just yeah. not, because I'm tired of it. Let's do something new. Anyways, Some I of the highest grossing global movies of the last decade, I'm thinking like Crazy Rich Asians, Black Panther. These are not reboots. These well, are original Black movies. Black Panther is Marvel and... Is a comic book, but I hear what you're saying. It was a new, fresh story to exactly. a certain extent. I've never seen before character. Yeah. So anyways, let's see. 
Yo, everyone, that's been this week's Techish. Catch us next week and hit us up at TechishPod and hashtag Techish and find us with all the links in the show notes. Thank you for listening. Bye.